0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: In 86, Ann Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. now it's time
0: the Babysitter's club, club. I don't think that's how kissing works. Jack Shepard, he's got a kissably smooth voice. A lot of people are saying that Jack Shepard has a kissably smooth voice. Kissably smooth voice, Jack Shepard. That's what they say.
2: I read this book that we're discussing today, mm-hmm. Babysitter's Club number 84, Dawn in the School Spirit War, uh, four days ago.
0: Oh, so you don't remember anything.
2: Nothing. And then someone,
0: yeah, Cyril. Cyril, I'm looking at you, buddy. Caused us to cancel our record the other uh, night. Someone had a bad day. Cyril. Cyril. The thing about fatherhood, Tanner, yep. that they never tell you is that every day is a beautiful gift uh-huh. because every day uh, at that age, the newborn age, they learn a new, a new thing. Like everything is new to them. And uh, Cyril learned how to uh, projectile shit all over our stuff. Here's, here's what confuses me about that.
2: <laughs> Doesn't he wear some kind of protective covering
0: to prevent the shit from projectiling? Exactly. That's why Cyril's good at a thing, and you're not good at it. He waits until you take the covering off. And then he just goes to town. And then he goes to town. It's like, safety's off, motherfuckers. Yeah, 360 no-scope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we did instead of recording. Well, that sounds like fun, man. Here's the
2: thing they don't tell you about not being a father. I never have to clean up shit. (laughs) I have to clean up my dog shit every now and then, but that's fairly compact and easy to deal with. Does your dog cry while he shits? No. (laughs) He maintains hard eye contact with me. (laughs) Cyril does both. (laughs) Ah, uh, daddy talk. Anyway, Baby Nation, now this is a fatherhood podcast where oh, yeah. two cool dads talk about how one of them is a dad and one of them's not.
0: Yeah, tons of fun. Uh, but w- what it's not is is what you just described. What it is is a podcast where we talk about some books. Do you want to dive right into it?
2: Talk about one book in particular, Babysitter's Club, number 84, Dawn, and the school,
0: Spirit War. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club. Club. A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and I'm Tanner Greenring, sorry, a podcast in which I'm Jack Shepard, and I'm Tanner Greenring, <laughs> and in which we both discuss the <laughs> classic novels of Princeton's own Princess Annabelle Matthews Martin, Sanctified, Stormborn, Mother of Clocks, and Bane bats. first of her name last of her kind, last hope for humankind. Uh, specifically, we discuss her great sitter's cycle, book by book, week by week. And this week, we are on the book, as Tanner has already mentioned, Dawn. And the school... spit. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, Dawn. Mm-hmm. I know it was four days ago that you read this, but... It's been- I don't
2: remember a character... It's been four days, I don't remember a character named
0: Dong. <laughs> Dawn... And The School Spirit War. Uh, It was a good book. Fine. I liked it. I thought
2: it was good. You know me, Jack. You know me. Yeah. You know I'm a Suzanne man. And I'm a waniac. Um, Yeah, I know you. I know you're a waniac. And what's more, I think we are both... (laughs) Insane in the Membwane. Yeah. Insane in the (laughs) Bwane.
0: I like it a lot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. You know, I wasn't writing the Nobel Prize Committee about this one. Here's the but, thing
0: about it, and and let's not malign Suzanne Wayne here. She's a great, great ghostwriter, and uh, she's responsible for some of the great texts of our time, um, certainly in the American canon. Um, this book... I think is among those. I think it's a very, very good book. I think it's very well written. I think the characters are strong and the plot is is powerful and meaningful. But it's hard to like a book when the babysitters are all fucking fighting with each other.
2: Yeah, I don't like it. And like I didn't like the way the babysitters were in this book. You know, they were all being cruel to one another. They were all being bad.
0: Maybe only Marianne comes out.
2: No, Marianne was being, uh, I, th- I believe, uh, to to use a term of the alt-right community.
0: Mm-hmm. No, let's not, though. Marianne was being a snowflake. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> she was being a snowflake this week. Yeah. A lot of the school spirit war could have been avoided if Marianne had been a teensy bit cooler about, like, pajama day.
2: Yeah, sure. If Marianne had been a teensy bit cooler of being forced into coming to school <laughs> in her underpants, in front of all her classmates.
0: In her pajamas. It's very different. I don't know how you sleep. In my underpants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Uncle Daddy over here sleeps in the buff, so... Pajama Daddy. Yeah. Is she? Mm. Did you
2: have these kind of events growing up in school? You into an all-boys school. I went to an
0: all boys school. I'll tell you what we had. We had a thing that was called Tag Day, uh, which was uh, one Friday every month. And on Tag Day, you could come in and for the price of $3, um, you could wear n- normal clothes. Oh, because you wore uniforms. Yeah. And so we would pay $3 to wear like jeans and t shirts and see each other That's cool. as we were in nature. God, I bet
2: you like spend months cultivating <laughs> that look like <laughs> which right. crew t-shirt am i gonna wear <laughs> these jinkos aren't big enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> mom <laughs> mom mom i need 32 inch inseam
0: <laughs> um but yeah uh, we didn't have anything quite like uh, spirit month and pajama day would have been weird in an all-boys school for some reason i don't know why that's normative it would have been fine
2: who's the snowflake now (laughs) hey tanner do you want to describe this book um just trying to think if there's anything i want to do to derail the conversation before we get too
0: far tell you what we can do we could do a little housekeeping oh yeah i would love that i would
2: love that good um What do you got for me this week?
0: Well, I've got two things for you this week, Tanner. First of all, uh, everybody should uh, stick around until after the outro music of this episode because instead of our normal outtake, we're going to be debuting the hot new single from Babysitter's Club-themed band Superbrat. Ooh. So uh, I'm I'm calling that a world premiere, Uh, so you should check that out. Uh and the second thing that I have for you this week is the hottest new internet web portal in cyberspace. Uh-huh. I'm listening. Um all the teens these days are going online and uh surfing the information superhighway. And there are a lot of highways and byways, as we know, some of them weird, some of them bad. But you're, you're talking place... a lot of a lot of fun language. <laughs> yeah. But there's one little rest stop along that highway uh, where the good people go to have a good time. And that place, that little rest stop, is the Baby Nation Facebook group. Oh! (laughs) That's right. Someone stole our IP. (laughs) Yeah, someone stole our intellectual property. And this is our official announcement that we are... Gonna sue them into next <laughs> yeah. fucking year. We're collecting signatures. No, baby nation. There's a Facebook group. We started it. We kicked it off. Saw saw a little button on Facebook you could press to start a group. Didn't think much was gonna come of it, and all of a sudden, it's like if you build it, they will come. Right. It's a wonderful little world. It's a magical place on the internet where you
2: can interact with not only me, Tanner Greenring, and, and I'm Jack Shepard. Jack Shepard. Good. You did it. But also you can interact with your fellow baby bees, ba- baby knots, baby, baby bees. We've got, we've baby got bees. it. We
0: literally have a thing for it.
2: Uh, you can start little fun conversations about how many holes you have in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get podcast recommendations.
0: You can talk about your favorite jokes that I've made. It's a very, it's a very fun and welcoming and loving place. Uh, I've already learned a lot despite being America's foremost babysitters club expert. Um, I learned something I didn't know, uh, thanks to a posting by baby B Jennifer. There is, do you catch this, Tanner? No, there's a man, a shadowy figure behind all of this deep in the scholastic basements called David Leviathan.
2: You're telling me that there's a man called the Leviathan lurking in the shadowy basements of
0: Scholastic? Lurking in the – I'm not fucking kidding you. Lurking in the shadowy basements of Scholastic and his job, according to Baby B. Jennifer, is to keep the babysitter's Bible.
2: The official one or, or Pete's?
0: I mean, I'm sure Pete has his own. Do you
2: think there's a lot of conflicts between the official BSC Bible and... God, Jack, I was going to make a joke about Pete's Bible versus this, guys, but all I want in, uh, in the world yeah. is just a peek at that Bible. Oh, that's all I want. I want to go down in like the dusty tomes underneath Scholastic, and it's dark, and there's just stacks of books everywhere, and it's like, hello? Hello? <laughs> hello?
0: <laughs> and you just hear this rumble. And And seekers after this Bible know that everybody who has ever looked at it has gone raving mad. Yeah. No
2: one comes out of the scholastic basement the same as when they went down. But people still go looking for it. When you've peered into the maw of the Leviathan, (laughs) you come out changed. Yeah. But
0: still, it's just so tempting. Oh, it's so tempting. There is no way I would be able to resist having a look at the Leviathan's great book.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The Leviathan asks you three riddles when you get down there. (laughs) What's the name of Jamie Newton's mom? Uh, Never stated in the text, maybe. Actually, don't know. Mrs. Newton? But I bet that's fucking in there.
0: That's the kind of shit
2: you can find out. What's the name of Jamie Newton's dog?
0: Chewy. Chewy. Chewbacca.
2: Yeah, nailed it. He might not be Jamie Newton's dog.
0: We gotta study up. If we're gonna go down into that basement, Tanner, I right. we need to fucking study up. Because I don't want to go down there and and be asked the three riddles and... Yeah, come up short.
2: It's like drink from the cup that Christy drank from, (laughs) and he presents us with three cups. Like one's very ornate, you know. One's very big. Another one is has a
0: baseball bat on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One is a veiled lesbian. (laughs) Good, great. Um. Okay. Well, I have managed
2: to derail myself, Tanner. Baby Nation. Will um, when this episode goes out. We'll post a link on Facebook and Twitter to the the new group, uh, or you can just search on Facebook, Baby Nation. It's exclusive. If you want to get in it, you have to answer three riddles. It is a closed group, so you yeah. do have to ask for admission. And either my wife, my wife Jamie, will mm-hmm. let you in, or Jack
0: will, or I will. Yep. Um, or we won't. So we'll pr- or we won't. Right. Yeah. Those are the four possibilities
2: did you see the very good photo I posted in they one of the baby bees wanted to uh,
0: dreamcast uh babysitters club club movie very sensible this is the kind of talent that we're working with inside that group it's a very exclusive group that is a very smart thing to post
2: right. right they're like I well if there if there was a babysitters club club movie if there were if there were thank you uh who would play Jack and who would play Tanner a lot of names are getting tossed around. A lot of people thought Matthew Fox could really capture the Jack Shepherd spirit. Um uh, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh I threw out the name Vincent what's his name? Vincent Carth Carthizer. 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 Yep. A man who bears a hauntingly uncanny resemblance to you. Uh Connor on the hit show Angel and or man's Pete. name on the hit show Mad Men. <laughs> Pete Pete Campbell. Pete,
0: Pete Campbell. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, and for myself, I was getting a lot of Jason Segel from the crowd, um, a, lot a, lot of, of a lot of Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Uh, I'm, I'm not as handsome or as thin as either of those men, uh, so I threw uh,
0: Seth Rogen out for myself. Which I think if this actually does come to fruition... Oh, I've gotten...
2: I've, studios are interested.
0: Good. Well, I've gotten it, some feedback. In that case, when this does come to fruition, there are going to be a lot of non-listeners to this podcast, but... But fans of the Babysitters Club series who are going to be super surprised that the film uh, features as its two stars um, Vincent Carthizer playing a man named Jack Shepard and Chris Pratt playing a man named Tanner Greenring. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Pratt's going to have to pack on the pounds again, though. Yeah. Like, I
2: know he got very like thin and ripped up for Guardians of the Galaxy, but like, yeah. I need that chubby Chris Pratt
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Well, I'm looking forward to that property. Um, in the meantime, we have a job to do, sir. I'm listening. Good. You hooked me, Jack. Now reel me in, buddy. I'm going to. My plan for tonight, for you and me, uh-huh. begins with...
2: It's a Friday night. We're feeling a little randy. We're feeling a little <laughs> rowdy. Both... Super Mario Odyssey just came out, and all yep. I want to be doing in the world is playing that. But,
0: but here first, I am with you. We're do something a little naughty. I'm going to describe this this book and then no. jack we, no, we do that every week
2: then i'm gonna have you describe it yeah we do that every week too i thought this was gonna be i thought we were like getting a little randy
0: well <laughs> we can get a little randy after we've done our fucking job which is to describe this book twice <laughs> fine um do you want to go first or second yeah, i want to go first you okay and and will um why don't i begin now if there's nothing to stop me Okay, Tanner's...
2: Nothing on this end of the line. Tanner's giving me the high sign. I'm going to describe this book now. Let me count you in. No, five,
0: four, three. He did those. He, he did the other ones like they do in the movies, um, where he just shoved me his fingers, counting three, two, one. Uh, forgetting, I think that it's an audio medium, so that's not gonna. That's not gonna. Let play. me count you in. Let me count you in. Right, you didn't me, pick up on my right.
2: on my count. In ready,
0: right. five, four, three. He's saying two, he's saying one now, and now I'm going to start. It's not clear how the spirit war began, or even when. The only thing Dawn Schaefer knows is that she can't remember a time before it started. A time before the spirited and the anti-spirits were locked in battle one against the other. A time before friends turned against each other before brothers fought with brothers, before lovers took sides and watched their affection curdle into hate. A time before the food riots. And now in this time of rage, Dawn Schaefer, once a woman of peace, has become a warrior. In this time of hatred, Dawn Schaefer, once a woman of empathy and understanding, has become a fanatic. A fanatic who sees only two kinds of people. Those who have been taken by the spirit, and those who fight against it. It's not clear how the spirit war began, or even when. The only thing Dawn Schaefer knows is that she's going to be the one to end it. Dawn and the school spirit war. (sighs) Yeah, Captivating. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got the sense that you actually were a little captivated there. That's nice. Thank you. Thank you, you.
2: Um, I actually was paying attention that time because you were using very explosive language. That <laughs> it enthralled me. When you talked about the food riots, I was like, there were no... F- Wait. There was. There were food riots in this book. There's a massive food riot in the
0: cafeteria. Yeah. Shit got out of hand in this book.
2: Shit got out of hand. Sister turned on sister. Brother turned on brother. The the architect of all chaos was dancing in the eye of the storm, Alan Gray. Oh, yeah. What a man. And we just had to bear witness to it all through this magical window we call the written word. Yeah. Unable to pick a side, unable to influence anyone in either direction. Everyone was being a real dingleberry, and if I could have just (laughs) hopped into this book and been like, Christy, not everyone likes going to school in their underwear, cool it.
0: Yeah, fucking knock it off.
2: I would have done so, but...
0: Like, Logan, it's not all about your dumb fucking baseball team, dude.
2: Oh, poor sweet Logan. He was just like... (laughs) I really identified with Logan, because everyone is fighting, and everyone is like pissed off about Spirit War, and like... (laughs) Logan's just like, guys, uh, let's remember the reason for the season. It's that my baseball team is undefeated. (laughs) And everyone's like,
0: shut up, Logan.
2: (laughs) Marianne, wear your underwear to school.
0: (laughs) Well, that's as good of an intro as we're going to get to describing this book by you. Uh, I I read it so long ago. It's
2: just nothing stuck, man. I don't know. It sounds like you're talking about a lot of stuff that happened.
0: Uh, And it's, it's a book that's baby nation the the babysitters all fight jesse on mallory crime this week oh can you believe it baby nation oh, those two hurt me so those much. Two? Ugh.
2: don on claudia crime don on claudia crime christy on marianne crime shannon on nobody crime because shannon goes to a different school
0: yeah, Shannon's only comment this week. She seemed a little lost. Uh, echoing the, all the readers of this book was, well, I'm glad this doesn't happen at my school. I'll tell you another one, man. Yeah.
2: What's Don's mom's name?
0: Uh, Sharon Porter.
2: Sharon Porter on
0: Mrs. Sherwood crime. Oh, boy. Mom against mom. Yeah. Baby Nation, this week it was mom versus mom. Right. Right. In the school spirit war.
2: It erupts past the boundaries of Stony Brook Middle School, and the parents of Stony Brook start getting at one another's throats over this school spirit war. Yeah. Do you want to
0: gift us with the passage?
2: Mr. Bruno was speaking. He said his son had worked hard, as has his teammates, and that everyone seemed to be forgetting that school spirit month was originated to support the sms baseball team
0: i love that the whole bruno family is like on board with this shit like guys (laughs) guys like we're really losing sight of why we're doing this it's the baseball team that i'm on mr is in the back like yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) the team is being divided and demoralized by this all this hubbub he said it's breaking down team morale completely. Eventually, that's going to have effect on their game. Blame Don Schaefer and Mary Ann Spear for that, shouted Mary Sherwood's mother. Yep. Instantly, Mom was on her feet. Now hold on, she said to Mrs. Sherwood. All these other people agree with my daughters. Don't you single them out. Do you think what your girls did was right? Yes, I do. I'm proud of them. There was a ripple of applause. If you're proud, then you're not fit to be a mother, <laughs> Mrs. Sherwood cried. Mrs. Pike jumped to her feet. Cindy, I think that's <laughs> too harsh, that she told Mrs. Sherwood. I'm proud of my daughter and Ann and Don, and I certainly don't consider myself to be an unfit mother. Well, then you're both crazy, said Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Sherwood.
0: And this is all being fucking filmed for the like Stony Brook News at ten. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there's like the fucking Stamford News is there.
0: Yeah, Jesus. Um, I
2: think from my offensive impersonation of Mrs. Sherwood, yeah, that should be an indication of of the side I come down on in this debate. Yeah, I
0: think we're both Porter heads.
2: Yeah, we're both Porter heads.
0: Fuck you, Cindy Sherwood. You're my Fuck least you. favorite character in these novels. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hey Tanner, uh, why don't you I would love to. I'm gonna go
2: grab a beer first.
0: Okay, fine. I'll hit pause. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp.
1: Um, a dilly dilly, my lord.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes, uh, like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. Their online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, And in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me, grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff, because I don't believe that men need therapy, because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bedfellows. They're like, if casual and cool, had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Tanner, I would like for you now, within 60 seconds, to describe what happened in this novel. Are you ready to do that, sir? Earth seconds? Earth seconds. Huh. Huh. Daylight savings time in effect or no?
2: Uh, Yes. It is? Yeah. Okay. Still still
0: 60. Okay. Yeah, I think I can do it. It's been a long time since I read this book. Ooh, I almost set the timer for 60 minutes. That was going to work in your favor. Can you imagine? (laughs) No, I would hate it. (laughs) We should do a bonus episode
2: where I get 60 minutes to (laughs) describe the book.
0: Uh, maybe you'd get it all in for once. Yeah, maybe. All right. I would put 60 seconds on this big bad clock that I have here, and during those 60 seconds I would like for you to describe this book. I'm going to begin right now.
2: Okay, Baby Nation, it is uh, Spirit Month at Stony Brook Middle School. Uh, there is a new sort of fun event for all the kids to participate in every day. Uh, they include things like clean up clean up the school day and like dress like an old-timey person day. Um, One of them is Dress dress in Your Pajamas Day, which quiet, shy Marianne Spear cannot even handle the thought of and has a panic attack and kind of whips up Dawn, who's like a social justice warrior, like fighting for the little man kind of person. So Dawn immediately turns on spirit day and says, this is dumb, let's not do this. She forgets to wear yellow on Wear Yellow to School Day. And everyone gives her shit, and she's like, fuck this. This sucks. I hate Spirit Day. Petition time. They send around a petition. Half the school signs it. There's a big fight between whether or not there should be Spirit Month anymore. Eventually, it's canceled. Everyone gets pissed and starts fighting one another, and they say, okay, it's strictly voluntary.
0: And time. Was uh, there a B plot? Yeah, the B plot is that the DeWitts and the uh, oh, right. Barretts are, um, th- their house is too small. Their
2: house is too small, they need to either move
0: yeah. or well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Build an addition. Um, well there's something about the house. The house is me crazy. It sounds like you don't remember the B plot, but there was definitely some weird shit about the house. Um they repeatedly say, The house is driving me crazy. The house is driving me crazy, mm, Mrs. Barrett and Mr. DeWitt. Maybe it's the spirits from the spirit war that were causing this house to drive them crazy, but it seems like something is wrong with the house.
2: How do you say blood in French? Sang-sanguine? Sang-sang.
0: Sang? Sang sang. Sang Why? Nothing. Not important. Well, that's a weird thing to ask somebody.
2: Okay. Carry on. Let's talk about the spirit
0: war. I think- as is always the case. How do you say "house" in French? Maison. Maison scène of the scene. Sang. Can I can I continue to talk about the Spirit War, Tanner? M- maison. <laughs> uh, welcome to Elementary French with Tanner Greenring, a podcast in which Tanner occasionally participates, um, and in which Jack Shepard carries the weight
2: les les le maisons les maisons qui oh, yeah.
0: qui yeah. Yeah. qui yeah. the the house that
2: blood the house that bleeds de Saint Quentin excuse me les maisons qui de des
0: San Quentin qui saigne saigne le maison qui saigne
2: des San Quentin Saint Quentin
0: of Saint Quentin. Okay, now that you've fully got us off the rails here, would you like to uh, explain what you just did there, buddy?
2: Um, there's a house in um, Saint Quentin, a village of France, mm-hmm. where it's too small, and the ha- and the walls bleed. And it just reminded me of sort of the Dewitt Barrett household.
0: Um, can I level a um, a short criticism? In your direction?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Remember when I was talking about how there was something going on with the house? Right. And you left me hanging so that you could figure out how to say that there is a house that bleeds in French? Right. You know what might have been more natural? Saying it in English. The house that bleeds in English, of course. Yeah. (laughs) And then we could have talked about it. Anyway, all the walls bleed in this house,
2: and no one could figure yeah. out why, and there was all these ghostly sounds, and eventually an exorcist came in and said, oh, this house is possessed by a demon, mm-hmm. uh, I suggest we tear it down, they did, they found the 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 bodies of 50 executed German soldiers from World War I buried underneath the house. Wow. So do you think that's what happened in the case of the Barretts and the DeWitts? I suspect that that's what happened with the Barrett-DeWitt household as well. Thank you. Good. It's driving them crazy. It's driving, it's driving the crazy. them
0: crazy. And it makes sense that this house, this B-plot that otherwise doesn't make sense, that otherwise feels generic, is ground zero for the Spirit War. Right. And I
2: think it's probably that there's 50 World War I German soldiers buried underneath that house
0: for right. some reason. But they're not going to move. Not all Franklin. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) They're just going to build an extension.
2: Jack Shepard.
0: Yeah. I am a
2: little proud of myself this week. Okay. You and I have joked about how I've always said Franklin DeWitt is an architect, and there's no bearing in reality for that. Yeah. Franklin DeWitt is an architect. Oh, he's building an extension on his house. Yeah. Yeah. Just then, Franklin came out onto the small deck. He smiled at Christy, then turned to Mrs. DeWitt. Have you seen the plans I drew up for the addition?
0: I thought you left them on the living room end table, she said. Wow. I did, but now they're not there. I didn't catch that. Baby Nation, uh, the only evidence that we have that Franklin DeWitt is an architect, apart from this, uh, but in prior books, the only evidence that we have that Franklin DeWitt is an architect is that Tanner thinks that's a good name for an architect. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. You got a real life for an names. architect. I manifested that. Wow. Um, well, it's going to be the greatest challenge that any architect has ever faced to figure out where he can find enough bodies of World War II soldiers to fill up his World edition. War I. World War One. World War One. Even w- more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Even even harder. Take that to your architect's convention. Because <laughs> you want it to be in the same style as the original house, you know? Otherwise, that's right. very gauche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good. All right. So this house, we think, is ground zero for the spirit war. I want to talk more about the spirit war itself. Um, I felt, reading this book, that there are a few possible meanings and a few possible interpretations of what the spirit war might be. One, as we know, the obvious one, I think, Dawn books are exclusively about Dawn's relationship with God, um, about Uh Dawn's religious sensibilities.
2: um, I agree with that, despite the fact that my co-host has not done a very
0: good job in maintaining that narrative, but yes – they are about the journey of Dawn's faith. We know this f- from countless titles. Dawn and the Impossible Three is about her struggle with the Holy Trinity. The Ghost at Dawn's House is about her relationship with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, no, you did and a here, really good job of that for four or five books. I'm not going to hit it every single time. This book, though, it's front and center, right? This is a book in which Dawn turns away from the spirit. I, um, I understand what you're saying. Right. It is a book about apostasy. It is a book about Dawn's losing her faith. She is presented very clearly with an opportunity to embrace the spirit by the flawed institution of her school, and she turns away. Um, And I think that this is a manifestation of something that is upset within Dawn. She is having a turmoil of the spirit, as we say. Um, And this is— No one
2: says that. You said as we say no one says that. <laughs> that's a term
0: you invented. Well, maybe we'll start now. It sounds good, doesn't it? She's having a turmoil of the spirit. She's being faced she is being faced with this choice, Tanner. Embrace the spirit or turn away. All right, so that's one possible meaning of the spirit war. I think the actual meaning of the spirit
2: war is surface level. Do you think that it is? There's a war between the spirits. Right. The faction
0: of the spirits have risen up. And I think these things are probably tied together, right? The Babysitter's Club is falling apart at the seams. Stacy's out. She's gone. Right. Um, Very few mentions of Stacy this week. Dawn is confused. She's not happy. She doesn't like stony brook weather. She's having a crisis of faith. There's a scene in Chapter 2 where Dawn's like,
2: even though she's not in the group anymore, I feel like I should tell you about Stacy. It's like, Don, no. We're okay. Like, We're we done. just really don't. Yeah, We don't
0: need to hear about Stacy.
2: No need. Um, it worries me. It makes me feel like Anne's going to try to sneak Stacy back into the group at some point. I
0: highly doubt it. Not after all yeah. the work she's done to get rid of her. Um, right. But so the seven babysitters are falling apart, right? And they're the only thing in their oneness that protects Stony Brook from these external forces that are arrayed against it to destroy it. So it's not an accident, I think, that the spirit war should happen now.
2: Well, and we've been talking a long time about how, in the Great Faction War, the dolls have been making a lot of headway. Yeah. And now the spirits have decided to kind of rise up and and reclaim some of their former glory in, in the Great Spirit War. Right. But then, Jack, there was this character... Who was like a whirlwind right in the middle. Yeah, our boy. He didn't take a side either direction. He was right in that gray area. Yep. His one job was just to sort of like stir this tide of chaos (laughs) and just like whip up this frenzy wherever he went. And that was Alan Gray, who gets I like swear to God, like ten mentions in this book. It it starts with Dawn when she fails to wear yellow for right. the eighth grade yellow wearing school spirit part. He he meets her before she goes into the school and he's like, "Oh, looks like you forgot to wear yellow." Right. And then later on in the book, there it's a very tense scene where everyone's just about to start fighting, and Alan Gray. They're all in like the cafeteria together, and Alan Gray comes in and like just dumps a full <laughs> plate of spaghetti on Dawn and like starts
0: this big food fight. Well, Tanner, I'm glad you mentioned that because that, this week, is mine. <gasps> <laughs> um, can I just read that passage? Yeah. Because the bird is not... Alan Gray dumping spaghetti and meatballs all over Dawn. It's how he handles it. (laughs) I was about to turn my attention back to Claudia when I noticed a bunch of kids wearing large round paper buttons saying, Support Spirit Month. They made sure to glare at me as they went by. I was still looking at them when suddenly I was covered with something wet and gooey. I jumped up and saw that it was spaghetti and meat sauce, which was on the hot lunch menu that day. Whirling around, I found myself face-to-face with Alan Gray. Oops, I forgot, he smirked. You're a vegetarian, aren't you, Don? <laughs> <laughs> That's nice of him, though. Yeah, no, that is thought. He's like,
2: I would have dumped the spaghetti on you either way, but had I remembered that yeah. you were a vegetarian, I would have obviously done vegetarian. <laughs> Tomato sauce, and I apologize. God, I for a second I worried that I didn't capture one. I've got it. But then I bunch. saw a note in my notes that said, fucking roasted,
0: Marianne. <laughs> I want to hear that.
2: The next day was April 1st. Besides being April Fool's Day, it was the kickoff of school spirit month. During homeroom, the assistant principal, Mr. Kingbridge, announced over the PA system that spirit month had been canceled due to lack of interest. Marianne smiled and sat forward happily in her desk. Then Mr.
0: Kingbridge cried
2: out, April Fool's, <laughs> and Marianne slumped back in her seat.
0: <laughs> Marianne, Vivi I'm not sure we've hit this hard enough. Marianne has a prominent role in this novel, but she only does one thing.
2: Right. <laughs> and
0: throughout the entirety of this text, every time like the camera turns to Marianne, she's crying about Pajama Day. Right. Like
2: she, like she doesn't seem to give a shit about any of the rest of school spirit month. Yeah. and in fact, wants to support her boyfriend Logan.
0: No, it like Logan keeps on being like, "Hey, um, our baseball team once again pulled one out. We're still undefeated. We're, it looks like we're going to go to states." Uh, really excited that we're doing a spirit month to support me and my baseball team and our achievements. And Marianne is like, "They're going to make me wear my pajamas to school." <laughs> <laughs> Marianne frets about this for a month straight. She will not stop. She will not stop. Like Dawn gets like victimized and bullied. They like glue her locker shut. Alan Gray pours meat spaghetti all over her. She's on the fucking news and like the newscaster. Like, maligns her. It's like like Stony Brook's Fox News, where, like, the newscaster is like, it looks like one person doesn't have the school patriotism necessary to wear the all yellow (laughs) on color day. Um, Right. And Dawn is like, had a pretty rough day, Marianne. I understand you're upset about, like, how badly I've been treated, and Marianne's like, that's not what I'm crying about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to have to wear pajamas to school. Maybe if I just wear my normal clothes to bed, I'll just (laughs) say that my normal clothes are my pajamas. Oh,
0: fucking get over it, Marianne. Jesus. Jesus.
2: Yeah, no, it it really devolves into a battle, and the lines are pretty crisply drawn, like fifty-fifty. Like even within the Babysitters Club, like there's only six of them now, right? The line is drawn in between
0: Jesse and Mallory, which is the hardest thing to take.
2: Jesse, so Leah, yeah, let's break this down. Claudia, yeah. Christy, and Jesse, pro school spirit, are pro. School spirit. Claudia's painting Christy mural. Christy because she's into sports. Claudia because she wants to paint this mural. And Jesse for an unstated reason. Right. Mallory, Marianne, and Dawn are anti-school spirit. Right. So Dawn and Marianne sort of like begin this grassroots campaign where they go to the the media. And they get sort of a fake news campaign going about like why school spirit is bad. And they get Emily from Stony Brook Middle School's newspaper to... Send around a petition. Right. Um, and Emily says, this is just like the Civil War <laughs> with friends divided against one another, Emily noted, as we moved to seats towards the front of the auditorium. And I could not agree more,
0: Jack. 100% agree. This
2: whole book is so much exact... And I'm, I'm happy to hear you agree. And I'm, I'm, I want to really dive into this, but okay, this whole book is exactly like Marvel's comic book event, Civil War, <laughs> in which... The pro-registration superhero registration factions, headed up by Iron Man Tony Stark, okay. do battle against the anti-registration movement, uh, spearheaded by Steve Rogers Captain America. Right. You know, I know, I know you've you're familiar with it, and I know mm-hmm. you have a lot to say on it. And I just kind of want to hear what
0: your thoughts are on that. Um. Well, here's the thing: mutants Tanner are a danger to society. Nope, nope,
2: sorry, you're thinking of House of M, that's a different comic event. Okay. The mutants were involved in this, the X-Men kind of took sides as well, but...
0: Here's the thing, this
2: Again, this is a pro-registration
0: versus anti-registration kind of thing. Let me me take another run at it. Yep. Tanner, there's a reason that he is called Captain America. It's because he is the Captain of America. Are we going to listen to the Captain of our country, or are we going to ignore him? Yeah, Obviously, but he's
2: kind of being a little, uh, little renegade. He thinks that superheroes should be able to do whatever they want without any checks, without any balances. The captain of the country. What's preventing another incident like what happened in Jack? Um, the Infinity War. C- Connecticut. Do you remember what kicked off the Civil War, Jack?
0: Um, was it that somebody got their hands on all of the Infinity Stones and, uh, Thanos? Uh, oh my god a, jack yeah that was the infinity war <laughs> not the civil war fuck
2: are you even trying man? <laughs> have you even read all the civil war and all the supplemental texts? <laughs> uh
0: i'm gonna admit i just had a child and i ha- did not prepare as much as usual for this discussion
2: oh. <laughs> i am fucking disgusted can i tell you what kicked off the marvel comic event civil war
0: Was it that uh, Mary Jane uh, didn't want to wear pajamas to school? The superhero
2: Nitro. Okay. Who's, sorry, super villain Nitro. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to bring this back to the text, right? Yeah. Okay. Whose power is to explode violently. Mm Mm-hmm. Leveled an entire American city in essentially a nuclear explosion while filming a reality show. Whoa. That American city, Jack. Mm Mm-hmm. Stamford, Connecticut. What? Wait, really? Yeah. That's what kicked off the entire Marvel Civil War. Fucking hell. A town in Connecticut was leveled by
0: irresponsible use of power. So this is a relevant text. I'll admit it to the record. Yeah, that's why Anne brought it up in the book. So you think Dawn is Nitro here? (sighs) Yeah. Dawn. 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 It's... A fucking month where people, like, do, like, bake sales and shit. Like, fucking tone it down a notch. Sure, but, like, Jack, you know me.
2: Yeah, I certainly do. There's nothing I hate more than forced fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair. Forced fun is the worst. It's the fucking pits.
2: And that's what it sounds an awful lot like Stony
0: Brook Middle School's Spirit Month is. Yeah. Dress up as your favorite character from the past. Yeah. Fucking Alan Gray comes in in a toga. Right. Middle School is a literal... Endless nightmare. Let's not compound it by having to put on a fucking toga.
2: Well, that was, uh, that was Spider-Man's stance, too. Really? In the Civil War. Yeah. No togas. No togas. I mean, yeah, in the Civil War, he decided to finally reveal his identity as Peter Parker publicly. Spoiler! In sort of a nod to the Registration Act. Like, yes, superheroes should be held accountable. And to prove that, I will now admit that I am Peter Parker. Boy. Queen's
0: Boy. Yes. <laughs> um, you did your best. <laughs> we talked a lot about Marvel today, Tanner. Uh, did you catch the other major literary reference at the end of this text? Looked through my notes. No. The last line of this text, Tanner, is Dawn, the architect of the Spirit War, the leader of the anti-Spirit faction. She says, I guess you could say I was filled with school spirit. Does that remind you of anything in particular, Tanner? Um,
2: the Nirvana song smells like teen spirit. Let me read you something.
0: <laughs> Here we are now. Entertain us. <laughs> um, let me read you something. Uh-huh. He gazed up at the enormous face. Forty years it had taken him to learn what kind of smile was hidden beneath the dark mustache. Two gin-scented tears trickled down the sides of his nose. But it was all right. Everything was all right. The struggle was finished. He had won the victory over himself. He loved Big Brother.
2: Yeah, 1984. Yeah. Yeah. George Orwell's classic dystopian novel about resisting national patriotic power. And it ends on a note of despair. He
0: loved Big Brother. Yeah, because he was brainwashed. I guess you could say, I was filled with the school spirit, says Dawn. Those rats almost ate his head. Yeah, that's true. (laughs)
2: Spoiler. (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) If you haven't read it by now.
0: But Anne is weaving such a delicate tapestry here to have... Dawn, uh, this avatar of rebellion, of self-expression, of individualism, at the end of the book be filled with schooled spirit, be back, be sort of back in line and obedient again. She knows that that's fraught, and that's why I think she sort of allows this obvious resonance with 1984. She's, she's allowing that point to be made, that uh, her authoritarian rule over these women is not without – Difficulties, not without problems. But then also, we have this secondary meaning, which is Dawn's crisis of faith. And she's filled with the spirit again at the end, um, which is a lovely little way of wrapping these things up. Dawn's back. She's back on the straight and narrow. But also, I, I
2: mean, I agree with you, and I, I feel that there is that resonance there. But, like, Dawn is not filled with the school spirit that we were presented at the beginning of this book she's filled with a new kind of school spirit a more a more globalist sense of school spirit where everyone is in charge of their own destiny where everyone is able to make a decision on their own whether they feel they want to participate in the spirit war it's not forced selective service anymore it's a brighter vision of tomorrow
0: it feels pretty wishy-washy to me um they do make up at the end but uh i'm i'm not sure that the ties between the babysitters will ever be the same no there's still some tension there's some definite tension at the
2: end there do they make up at the end of civil war um sort of uh tony stark sort of inadvertently has steve rogers executed by a villain named crossbones
0: oh dear yeah well r.i.p captain america R.I.P. Dawn. R.I.P. Dawn. I just don't okay. think she's long for this world, baby nation.
2: Well, we've already lost Stacey. Anne wouldn't take Dawn away from us, too. She seems unhappy. Not so soon after she gave us Dawn back. All right, you're right. Even even Anne wouldn't do that. Anne does what Anne wants. Yeah. Including Jack this week. Okay. Leaving another crumb in mm-hmm. the trail of breadcrumbs. hmm That week after week we keep following. Okay, tell me more. Dawn and the Spirit War, Anne M. Martin, Scholastic Inc., for April Pizzanti and everyone in New Market, Ontario, Canada. Okay. Why is she dedicating novels now? Mm-hmm. This is a new practice. Last right. week it was for Molly Sumner and everyone. Every in
0: single fucking person.
2: Wauwatosa, right. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. This week, we go a little further north. April Pizzanti. Mm-hmm. and everyone in New Market, Ontario, Canada. Pesanti. Who is April Pizzanti? What is New Market, Ontario, Canada? And what do they know? <laughs> Baby Nation, Babysitters Club Club is now a true crime podcast. Yeah. Because... And is leaving these cryptic clues at the beginning of every book. There's Lethable. a cold case in Newmarket. <sighs> Should I look up whether or not there are any cold cases in Newmarket? <laughs> is, that ever, <laughs> is that kind of information readily available on the internet?
0: <laughs> Someone called April Pisanti and every single person in Newmarket, Ontario. Whether they like it or Whether not. Whether they like it or not is caught up. You're all complicit. Caught up in this web of lies. An interesting note, Jack. Mm.
2: Anne writes, for April Pizzanti and everyone in New Space Market, comma Space Ontario. Wikipedia says mm-hmm. that New Market, comma, Space Ontario is the name of the town. No space between new and market. Oh,
0: it's all one word in Wikipedia. Officially,
2: this town is called
0: Newmarket. So, Anne is not talking about the well-known and beloved Canadian town Newmarket, Ontario. She's talking about something that no one has ever heard of. A little-known town, so small that it's not even in Wikipedia, called Newmarket. And everyone there knows something listen to this jack i'm still
2: perusing through the new market not the new market
0: mm-hmm.
2: but the new market wikipedia page right first of all some notable celebrities jim carrey is from there okay comedian actor jim carrey also yep. comedian actor john candy
1: mm-hmm.
2: so a lot of jc's but listen to this new market is home to the new market and district ringette association the New Market Rays have regional and provincial teams. Home games are at the Magna Center. Ringette is a truly Canadian sport that promotes fun, fitness, and friendship for players of all ages. They've invented some kind of new sport Ring- called Ringette that none of us are aware of. I assume you've never heard of
0: Ringette. I certainly haven't. It sounds like a fucking cult. Fun, fitness, and what? Friendship. <laughs> the three Fs. Yeah, the three Fs altogether. In one sport? That's fucking dangerous.
2: This is something that only people of Newmarket have awareness of, and this might be the one thing that binds them all together, is ringette. The one ringette to
0: rule them all. (sighs) The one ringette to find them. The one ringette to bring them all and in the darkness bind them.
2: It's hockey, but with rings, maybe?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds bad. Canadians, I love you, but leave (laughs) leave the sports to us. Just... Let me see. The sport
2: is played on an ice surface, primarily by women and girls, and requires the use of ice skates. The sport uses a blue ring, and all players, with the exception of goaltenders, use a straight stick. So, the thing about Ringette is it's hockey. Yeah. But you use a straight stick instead of a hook stick. Mm -hmm. And instead of a puck, it's a
0: ring. Yeah. Bad. Bad job. (laughs) Bad job, Canadians. Canadians, you already had hockey. Yeah, guys, let's not. You're doing so well. You're great. You're better than us in a lot of ways. But let's not with this stuff. Well, that's a deepening mystery. Um, Anne is taken to these dedications now. She wants us to know, right? We know the when, which is June 10th, and now we have multiple wares. We have wah 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 wah. Yep. What was wah, wah, wass- was wah, Was it? Was Wah, wah, was it? Was the was it? Wass- wass- it? And now we have New Market, a place like Wawatosa. We have Wawatosa, Wisconsin, and we have New Market Ontario. Wawatosa, Wisconsin, a real place.
2: New market Ontario. I figured f- it out. Here's what we gotta do.
0: We gotta we gotta wait and we need to draw a line through all of these dots on the map.
2: I'm worried we're gonna be too late by the time she's mapped it all out though. And knows what she's doing.
0: She has a master plan here. She's waiting for someone to figure it out.
2: Do you want to talk about logical fallacies in the debate scene, yes. or do you want to wrap it up and the, get yes, no, 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 no. The first thing. <laughs> yes, is this a dream? <laughs> There's this big town debate scene where everyone is debating. As we said earlier, it's parents versus parents.
0: Oh yeah we've already sure would we've already witnessed an ad hominem from Cindy <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly sherwin. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> we've got an ad hominem attack from cindy sherwin i was just like i know that you love debate you love fallacies and i was oh. hoping you could sort of like de- delve into this scene and really unpack it for me
0: say no more i'm gonna have to pull up the novel though um yeah i got a good one right here tanner You've already found one. It's our friend Katie Shay's father, and it's a real favorite of both of ours. Katie Shay's father. I
2: definitely, definitely love. I definitely have favorite sort of debate fallacies.
0: Yeah, you damn right do. Here's what Katie Shay's father says, and this guy's just as bad as his dumb daughter. Sorry, sorry, Katie. She's a, Jingleberry, she's fourteen. But listen. Katie Shea's father stood up first and said that if kids couldn't even obey the rules of Spirit Month, and this is the question, right? The question is, should you or should you not obey the rules of Spirit Month, right? Fall in line. He said that if kids couldn't even obey the rules of Spirit Month, then how did the school expect to maintain any kind of order? Some things you have to do because you're told to do them. Period. End of story, he said. You know what he's doing there, right, Tanner? He's begging the fucking question.
1: Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> he's begging the question. He is using— So what you mean is he's asking the question? Is that mm-hmm. the— Don't don't bait me. He is using the conclusion that he is trying to prove that you should follow the rules of S- Spirit Month as the premise for his argument. That's what Begging the Question is. Some things you have to do because you're told to do them. He's essentially saying you have to do some things because you have to do some things. Come on, (laughs) Mr. Shea. Um, Is there a technical term for the slippery slope
2: argument? That's it. (laughs) Because that's Alan Gray's mother. Oh, what did she say? Alan Gray's mother got up and said that if we kids couldn't be forced to go along with Spirit Month... Then we'd all start smoking, drinking, and taking drugs since we had no sense of value. Uh, And by winning this protest, we'd be given the go-ahead to do whatever we pleased. Wow. There you go. Um, Slippery slope argument
0: from Mrs. Gray.
2: There's got to be a straw man in here somewhere, right? That's like a classic.
0: certainly. I think the straw man is probably
2: Dawn here. Hey, if your kid can't obey the rules, don't blame me. The man on the right <laughs> shouted. Yeah, well, at least Jeffrey isn't a mindless robot. He can think for himself, there's your straw man. Uh, yeah, don't bring robots into this. <laughs> please don't bring, please, please don't bring robots into this.
0: <laughs> they have nothing to do with it's it. It's complicated anything. enough. <laughs> Again, Anne, Suzanne, you guys are great. We love you. We kiss you both. Um. I love that you took this moment to like do like a 101 walkthrough of logical fallacies <laughs> in this nice little scene. And I love and kiss you, Tanner, for bringing it up. Yeah, you know,
2: I love and kiss you because I just wanted you to have this opportunity to really flex your muscles here.
0: Well, it felt great. Yeah. It felt great. Uh, begging the question does not mean raising the question, Baby Nation.
2: Except language evolves and essentially that's what it means now great which jack i um beg the question of you
0: Mm. do you have anything else to discuss tonight or should we get the fuck out of here so you are using the conclusion you're trying to prove as the premise of your argument and your argument is that we should get the fuck out no i'm i'm sorry i'm asking i'm asking the question (laughs) oh i see yes (laughs) yes Um, Oh, we didn't, Tanner, we didn't fucking finish talking about Alan Gray. You brought him up, this wonderful, like, Lord of Chaos. He does a bunch of things. Every time something bad is about to happen, Alan Gray is lurking in the distance. One thing he does, everyone dresses up in yellow on color day, which is kind of what sets a lot of things off. Dawn doesn't wear yellow. She gets interviewed by the news. It turns into a big thing. Alan Gray's version of wearing yellow for school spirit is he, like, covers himself, pins, like, a bunch of, like, yellow water balloons to himself. (laughs) Yeah i, I mean, think they're water balloons they are later on in the book he like pe- like her- oh, yeah. periodically he's like poking like them, them off
2: himself people. and just like yeah. hurling them at people
0: <laughs> it's so fucking great
2: i love i love the idea of like mr king Rids and the teachers of stony brook watching alan gray known chaos stirrer walk in just covered in water balloons but they're like, eh, at least they're yellow.
0: Yeah, at least they're yellow. And it's like his way of showing school spirit. He's like, of course Alan Gray, who's like a lord of chaos, is like, into school spirit month. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and he, if, he, if he sees any two factions butting heads, he's just like, ooh, <laughs> yes, please. But he doesn't take a stance in this. His mom is definitely pro- School spirit. Yeah. But, like, Alan doesn't give a shit.
0: He doesn't give a fuck. He, what Alan is pro is the school spirit war. Right. Alan is pro war. Um, Tanner. Jack. Thank you for joining us this week. Baby Nation, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, Baby Nation, some errands.
2: Yeah. That we beg of you. Yeah. Um, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or in whatever ding-dang
0: podcast thing you use. Please do it. Thank you to everybody who has. To everyone who hasn't, you can rectify your error right now by going to iTunes, pulling it up, giving us a rating and a review. It helps us to move up in the rankings, and it means the world to us. Right, and if you don't want to do that, you can go fuck yourself. The next thing
2: (laughs) is go join the Baby Nation group on Facebook. Join the Facebook group. Because we have a ding-dang good time over there.
0: No, we're saying ding-dang now, huh?
2: (laughs) We're all having such a blast over there, and we're all posting whatever the hell we please, unchecked and unmoderated.
0: Yeah, it's free. No rules in there. Just right. Uh, We have Baby Nation spirit in the Baby Nation group, but not because it's mandated from on high. Right. Every month is School Spirit Month in the Baby Nation Facebook group, because we're all so full of school spirit. Right. So check that out. Share this podcast
2: with a friend. I don't care who it is. Just do it. Baby Nation.
0: Take it away. This week we read a book called Dawn and the School Spirit War. Next week we're going to be reading a book called Claudia Kishi live from WSTO. Okay. So W means that they
2: are east of the Mississippi River. Mm -hmm. And
0: STO means Stony Brook. I don't know what WSTO means, Tanner. could mean anything. What we do know is that Claudia Kishi is still alive. Right. Uh, Thank God for that. Were you doubting that? Well, (laughs) why reaffirm it? Claudia Kishi, (sighs) live from WSTO, where that is, we don't know. Certainly east of the Mississippi because it's K on the west
2: side of the Mississippi and W on the east side. Right. Right. Um, Baby Nation, this week,
0: I've been Jack Shepard.
2: I am, I have always been, and I continue to be America's most popular and most beloved Babysitter's
0: Club critic, Tanner Daniel Greenring. This week, Baby Nation, please do us a favor, round off the corners in your bedroom, Yep, drown all of your dolls. Call your senator and demand your right to bear time. (laughs) And don't forget to let daddy love you as much as I do, because I love and I kiss you, baby nation. And Claudia's wearing a bra now. And the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. And now, Baby Nation, inspired by Babysitters Club number two, Claudia and the Phantom Phone Calls. The new single from Super Brat, Phantom Phone Call. Uh, you can get the full super single from Super Brat, which is called Super Brat's Great Idea at superbrat.bandcamp.com. Uh, it's available for download and free streaming there, and it has two studio tracks and Two live versions. Uh, And this is the first in a series of four super singles that are going to be released over the next few months. Uh, Follow Superbrat on Facebook to stay updated on new releases and upcoming shows at facebook.com/slash superbrat dot band. Now here's Phantom Phone Call.